Psalm 135, just one verse, Psalm 135, and verse 7. Psalm 135, verse 7, if you'd stand for the reading of God's Word tonight, just this one verse, Psalm 135, and verse 7, praise the Lord. He causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings for the rain, and he bringeth the wind out of his treasuries. Father, tonight we just pray for that breath of God the blow. Lord, we ask, Lord, for a move of your Spirit. Lord, even amongst us tonight in this place, Lord, give help, Lord. Anoint your word, anoint us to hear. Lord, we pray, O God, that you indeed would come, Lord, as that wind of the Holy Spirit that would blow in to this house tonight. Blow upon us, O God. Oh, Father, we just ask tonight that you would be glorified as we look to your word. You'd be glorified through the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take our seats together. In these few weeks, we've been looking at a breath of God for a fresh breath of God to breathe upon his people. We looked at God breathing into the nostrils the very breath of life when man became a living soul. And we know after the resurrection that Jesus I came to the disciples and he breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. And that breath of God or those symbols that represent the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, the wind of God blowing, how we need just a move of the Spirit of God in these days. And in this one little verse, so deep, it's so vast, it's so precious, just these few words we read there in Psalm 135 and verse 7, if you look at it again, it says, He causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings for the rain, and he bringeth the wind out of his treasuries. That word is translated also as the storehouse. The wind comes from the storehouse. In Philippians 4 and 19, it's a very well-known verse, it says, but my God shall supply all your needs, all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You know, God has storehouses. God has treasuries. God has places that are full of the riches of God. We would diminish the riches of God if we thought in any way that that was just about finance, that, that it can be, but we would diminish the riches of God if we thought that the sole purpose of all of this was finance. It's so much more than finance. The treasuries, the storehouse of God. In Romans 2, I want us to look at the riches of God, just going through some verses. The Bible speaks much about God's riches. In Romans chapter 2 and verse 4, if you turn over to it, I know we've looked at some of these verses before, but I just want to work through looking at God's riches. Romans 2 and verse 4 uh, says, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? The riches of the wealth of God's goodness and his forbearance 
and his long-suffering. Over in the Romans chapter 11, a few chapters over, and verse 33, Romans chapter 11 and verse 33, uh, says these words, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and of the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. What a verse. The riches, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and of the knowledge of God. Over in the Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, if you turn over into the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, it says these words, Ephesians 1 and verse 7 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. You know, we've heard it said many times, grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. The riches of his grace. It's back over again, sorry, in the Romans chapter 9, just another verse there. Romans chapter 9 and verse 23. And then I'm going to go back into Ephesians. I just left this verse out, but I want to, I want to go back to it. Romans chapter 9, verse 23 uh, says these words, And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy. The vessels of mercy are everyone in this room who's received the great mercy of God, that God desires to make known the riches of his glory on vessels of mercy. Are you a vessel of mercy tonight? You're a vessel of the mercy of God. And so he wants to make known the great riches of his glory upon you, which he has afore prepared on the glory. Back over into Ephesians uh, chapter 2, it says these words, Ephesians 2 and verse 6, it says, And he has raised us up together. He's made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. He's been so kind to each of us. The exceeding riches, the exceeding riches of his grace. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, says these words, Ephesians 1 and 18. I want us to look at the riches just as a foundation for this little message tonight. Ephesians 1 and 18, that the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints. Riches, God's riches. One more. Ephesians 3 and verse 8. Ephesians 3 and verse 8. Paul says unto me, whom I'm least of, who am least and the least of all the saints, is this grace given that I may preach among the Gentiles, would you say it with me, the unsearchable riches of Christ. God has riches, storehouses, treasuries, he says he will supply all our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The riches, the riches of Christ. In our little verse tonight, 
And Psalm 135, verse 7, says these words, I'll repeat it again. He causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth, and He maketh lightnings for the rain, and He bringeth the wind out of His treasuries. The riches, the storehouse, the treasure house of heaven, that is Christ, and all of the fullness of Him. And it says that He causes the wind to blow from the treasure house and supply the needs of God's people. We need a breath of God. We need the wind to blow from the treasuries to bring all of the fullness of Christ and the riches of His glory enlighten our understanding and see the fullness of all that Christ has done for each of us on Calvary's tree. We haven't even began to scrape the surface. The depths, the width, the height, the riches of His glory. And how that is communicated to us is not by might and it's not by power, but by the Spirit of God. He breathes on the storehouse. And from the storehouse and all the riches of what Christ is, who He is, and all that He has done for each of us, and everything of the needs that there are in each of our lives as a people individually in our homes, in our families, it could be financial, but never reduce it down to just finances when we come to the riches of God because that would so diminish the fullness of all that Christ has afforded for us. He causes the wind to blow out of his treasuries. You know, when God spoke to uh, Israel, if you go back in the Deuteronomy chapter 28, and he was speaking to his people as they're about to enter in uh, to the promised land, and he gave them very specific instructions to walk either in his blessing, that's in obedience, or to, in the disobedience that they would come under the cursings of God. And in Deuteronomy chapter 28, there's the blessings of obedience. I just want to read just a few verses here if you follow it with me. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 1. The Lord says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kin, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be the basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall not come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thy hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God hath given thee. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself as he has sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, 
and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers to give. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give rain unto the land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow, and the Lord shall make thee head, not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods and to serve them, the blessing of the Lord. Verse 12 says these words, The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. God's abundant storehouse. God's abundant storehouse. You know, we can never, ever, ever, it's been said so often, but we could never outgive God. We can never outgive Him. The blessing of the Lord upon our lives, the riches of Christ, the riches of His glory, the storehouse, the good treasure from heaven, and all we need for that treasure from the storehouse to be brought to each into our hearts, into our lives, into the church of Jesus Christ, and there's so much more, I'll come to it in a minute, is just for God's wind to blow. The Holy Spirit's desire is to bring the fullness of all that Christ has done for us and to communicate that to us by the power of His Spirit and bring the fullness of the treasure house, the treasure house, the storehouse of heaven, and bring all of the blessing of the Lord, which is in Christ Jesus, it's not in anything else, but it's in Him alone, and communicate that to every single one of us that are in that room. We often rob ourselves of the blessing of the Lord. We sit through meetings, we sit through times of period of times of wilderness or dry seasons or whatever happens in our lives, and yet there's an abundance for us. There's an abundant life. There's an abundance for each of us in the storehouse of heaven that is all for us by faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone that he has purchased it all on Calvary Street. There is nothing more for Jesus to do. He has done it all. It is a complete, finished work. He has defeated the powers of hell. He has conquered death. He has rose triumphant. He shed his precious blood. He's defeated the enemy. Thank God he's a defeated foe. He's ascended up and high. And the heaven storehouse is full tonight. And it's communicated to us or brought to us not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. And the responsibility on our part is by faith that there's a blood-sprinkled way right to the very throne of grace. There's a great high priest up in the glory tonight. He is the glory and the lifter of our heads. But in Him, there's all the fullness of this storehouse available to the church of Jesus Christ. In 1 Chronicles chapter 28, you remember this is, this is the earthly pattern. This is the earthly shadow of a heavenly pattern. So when you look at this in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, this isn't the beginning, but this is simply 
a shadow of that which is the reality of up in the glory. In 1 Chronicles 28, we know that David desires to build a house for the Lord. And the Lord gives David the plans, and David then communicates those plans to Solomon to build him a house. And this is, remember, the plans are simply, they were taken for that which was the heavenly. And they were communicated to David for that he would build that on the earth. And so this is a type or a shadow of what is up, up in the glory. And 1 Chronicles 28 and verse 11, it says these words, And David gave to Solomon the son, his son the pattern of the porch and of the houses thereof, and of the treasuries thereof, and of the upper chambers thereof, and of the inner parlors thereof, and of the place of the mercy seat, and the pattern of all that he had by the Spirit. It was communicated to him by the Spirit of what was in the glory of the courts of the house of the Lord and of all the chambers round about. And what does it say there? And of the treasuries of the house of God. That there are treasuries in heaven and that shadow or that type that Solomon had built for the Lord to come and the fire and the glory and the cloud and the mercy seat we know that all of this was simply a shadow of that which is up in the glory, the treasuries of God's house and of the treasuries of the dedicated things. When the work was completed, if you turn over to 1 Kings and chapter 7 and verse 51, 1 Kings and 7 and 51, 1 Kings 7, 51, says these words, 1 Kings 7, 51, so was ended all the work that King Solomon made for the house of the Lord, and Solomon brought in the things which David his father had dedicated, even the silver and the gold and the vessels, that he put them among the treasures of the house of the Lord. These were all earthly, and they were all a type or a shadow of that which is the heavenly. So in our reading tonight, when we're speaking of the wind coming out of the treasuries of heaven. Think about it. It's so wonderful that if God would breathe, if the wind of the Spirit of God would breathe from the treasuries of glory tonight and bring into this house what all the needs are, a touch in bodies, the, the healing that's needed in lives and bodies and, and minds, the, the, the deliverance that's needed in this house tonight for people to be set free from bondages and sin, for, for the needs there are practically, there's homes that need uh, miraculous intervention financially. There's people need direction. There's people need houses. There's people need jobs. There's people we need direction as a church. We want to see souls saved. We want to see God move. We want to see a move of the Spirit of God. That all comes from the treasuries. We need just the wind of God to blow from the treasure house. It's not in our effort. It's not in what we do. It's already been done. But the Holy Ghost blows on the treasury house of heaven. And that is distributed by the Holy Spirit within the body of Christ. What's our responsibility? That by faith tonight we rise up and we give God the glory. And we lift up Jesus and we say, thank you Jesus. You paid it all. And by faith then we begin to apply and, and call upon the Lord. Not for what we want, but for the needs. Because he'll supply all our needs according to the riches in Christ Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 45, if you turn over. Isaiah chapter 45. What we need so desperately in this hour is found here 
In Isaiah chapter 45, Isaiah 45 and verse 3, this is what the Bible says. It says, And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of the secret place, that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, I am the God of Israel. I want to read it again. I will give thee the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of the secret place, that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, am the God. I am the God of Israel. We are believing for the Lord to move the wind of God to blow. The treasures of darkness are the souls of men and women that are not saved. They're lost. They're hid. They're, they're far from the Lord. But you know, when the wind when that wind begins to blow, when God begins to breathe, Jesus says, where the wind bloweth, it listeth, thou hearest the sound thereof, but you don't know where it's come from or where it's going. But when the wind blows, what happens is those treasures of darkness are awakened by the power of the Spirit of God, and he brings them into his house. How we need God's wind to blow, to blow, to blow in these streets of our cities, of our towns. We need the wind of God. There's treasures that are in, in darkness. They are in that place. But God, by the power of His Spirit, desires to blow, to bring in these treasures into the house of God. Not only does He want to blow to bring in, but the other thing that He wants to do is to blow that there might be something goes out. That something comes out from His church. That something of the fragrance of who he is. Something of him comes from us. Now when he blows, the Song of Solomon chapter 4 says these words, Song of Solomon uh, chapter 4 and verse 15, it says, A fountain of gardens, a well of living waters, and the streams from Lebanon. Then it says, verse 16, Awake! O north wind, and come thou south, and blow upon my garden, that the spices thereof may blow out. Let my beloved come into his garden, and let him eat his pleasant fruits. Not do we only need the wind to blow from the treasuries of heaven, not only do we need the wind to blow to bring in the treasures, the hidden treasures that are all around us, but you know we also need the wind to blow on his garden, to blow on the church, to blow on you, to blow on me. And what needs to come from his people, from his garden, is the fragrance of Jesus. The world needs to experience something that flows out from a gathering or an assembly. Whatever the name is on the front, but something when the wind blows. What goes out from the assembly? What impacts this community? What do they experience from us? What do they see? What do they smell? Is it the fragrance from his garden? the spices that flow out, the fruit that He's come for in our lives that glorify the Father, 
that the wind would blow, that he would blow, that he would blow, that he would blow upon us. Oh, we do need the treasures. We do need the wind to blow in the storehouse. We do need the answers to prayer that we've been praying for. We do need to reach out by faith tonight and lay hold of God. You know that heaven has windows. The Bible says that he opens the windows of heaven. I know it's in the context of tithing and bringing your tithe by faith into the heart, into the house of the Lord. But then he says, you know, I know it says there about that we rob God, but friends, I want to tell you, we actually rob ourselves. Look what he says he would do. He says, I will open the very windows of heaven. I'll pour out a blessing that there shall not even be room enough to receive the blessing. And he says, this is what the Lord says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. How we need God to pull open the windows of heaven. We sing the song and pour out the blessing of the Lord. God's blessing. The wind from the treasure house. Friends, tonight, let's not in any way limit him, but by faith and prayer tonight, pray that God would breathe from the treasuries, from the storehouses of heaven, and every need would be met in this house. Because I'm going to tell you, friends, he's more than able. He's more than able. He's done it all. He's paid it all. It's the fullness of the riches of Christ. May we lay hold of it tonight. May the Holy Spirit enlighten us. May we see it. May He anoint our eyes to see it. May we pray accordingly tonight by what we see through His Word and by the Spirit. May this house experience the wind. Not just the wind, but what He brings with that is the fullness of Christ into each of our house. May God fill us all afresh with the Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus, tonight. Lord, we just pray that you'd help us as we come, Lord. To, would you anoint our eyes afresh to see, Lord? Lord, would you touch our hearts afresh, Lord? Lord, would you breathe, Lord, in this room tonight by the power of your Spirit, Lord? Lord, there's so many great needs. We've mentioned them in prayer. Lord, some have been mentioned, some can't be mentioned. Lord, there's needs in every heart, every life, every home. There's needs in the fellowship. There's needs beyond us, O oh God. But, O oh God, tonight, Lord, your word promises that you will supply all our needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. Lord, tonight, would you peel away the scales, the old spiritual cataracts, Lord, and may we see tonight all the fullness of glory and, Lord, the riches of heaven. Oh, God, tonight would you meet every need? Would you hear every cry? Would you put a faith in our hearts? Lord, we pray, Lord, for the treasures of darkness. We ask for the wind to blow. Lord, we pray you'd blow in this wee town. Lord, we pray you'd blow in our families. We pray you'd blow down on the streets of Belfast those treasures. Lord, would you bring them in by the power of your Spirit? Oh, God, tonight, Lord, would you open the windows of heaven and pour out your Spirit upon us, and would you rebuke the devourer for our sakes, O oh God. May there be a great increase by the power of your Spirit. Oh, God, bless us as we pray and seek your face tonight. Lord, help us to give thanks for the bountiful blessings you continually bestow upon us. Lord, we give you praise and give you thanks tonight. Bless the next one to pray in Jesus' name.